You're listening to The Real Health Podcast by Ebony May. I can't see myself at 75 years old counting calories in my fitness pal, so I'm not going to do it now. We just wanted to take it out so that people could enjoy their journey while still reaching their goals, because obviously there is a science behind it, you do need to eat less, but you know, not having to focus on a number, just to focus on a feeling. Welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. It is Friday, which means that we have an interview episode, and today my guest is Leah Atzinez. Leah is a self-taught cook, content creator, founder of Bear, which stands for Balanced and Realistic Eating, and Bear Lean. Leah's new program, which encourages women to start their journey towards becoming leaner, fitter, stronger, and more confident. In this interview, Leah touches on the importance of mindset, how initiating healthy change is not a sign of self-hatred, but a sign of self-love, her best business advice, and so much more. Leah is an absolute dream guest, and I cannot believe she's on the Real Health Podcast today. You guys are going to absolutely love this interview. Without further ado, here is Leah Cenas. Leah, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. I've been so excited to chat to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry for being taking so long. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Definitely worth the wait. You've been on my list of dream interviewees, so I'm very pumped. <laughs> oh, that's so kind. Thank you. <laughs> so I start every podcast the same way, which is asking my guest, what does real health mean to you? I saw that question. It's such a hard question, but real health means whatever makes you happy and you healthy and you feel like what it's whatever you feel like I think health is a feeling rather than a label I guess it's real health is whatever makes you happy <laughs> mm, I love that I think so too okay so the next segment is the real recap so tell us a little bit about your last week oh do you know what my last week has been actually really boring I took the week out of the office because we've had about oh, I didn't even know how long it was probably a year without a break so um, I just told everyone to go home. We all we all worked from home. We just kind of relaxed and I got absolutely nothing done. So it was a really relaxing week. But this week we went straight into shooting um, our new project. So it went straight back into the manicness that is this office. <laughs> I know. I was going to say watching your stories, it looked so hectic, like going and getting all the ingredients and then shooting them. So mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely mad, like madhouse out around here, especially around shoot times. But um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so exciting. Okay, so I like to always ask my guests what stage of life they're in right now. So it might be a stage of hustle or rest. I know you just had a little bit of a break, but what's your stage yeah. right now? We are in absolute stage of hustle. Um, we, <laughs> my partner and I work together. So we do, we're doing as much as we possibly can now. We just launched our new product. So we took a year and a half to develop that and we just want to do more and more and more. So we're in a stage where now we're like, what can we do? What's the next step? What's the next project? Like, let's recreate. We've got a massive community now. Let's give them what they want. So we're in a stage where we just want to do more. So as much as we possibly can. And definitely not thinking about like actual out of work. Like Mitch and I, we're both pretty bad at 
work-life balance <laughs> but um yeah we're just we're so into work right now which is which is fun it's really really good that's so good so amazing okay so I know that so many people listening well probably all of them are going to know who you are and you've created so much and done so much within this space I'm really interested to know if you were in an elevator with someone and they didn't know who you are what would be the elevator pitch of Liette Sinez oh god I always get asked this and I have no idea because I word vomit to people so I <laughs> I you know what my, like my whole thing is just doing good for people so I just provide them healthy recipes inspiration provide them a laugh I just do what I can to make them feel good in their day so I know that's probably not the best elevator pitch but I guess that's all I can come up with right now (laughs) it's kind of stressful that question I hate when I get asked I just I just think like if I was in the elevator with someone I'd be so awkward I would just (laughs) I wouldn't do anything I'd just be silent (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so your newest program, Bare Lean, encourages women to start their journey towards becoming leaner and fitter and stronger and more confident as well, which I love. But I would love to know, how do you think women can cultivate and foster a positive mindset and feel good within themselves whilst they're striving to become fitter, leaner and stronger? Well, that was a big thing for us that we really wanted to combat with Bare Lean because obviously, you know, you do need to be eating less than you expend. It's a science, not not an opinion. So we had to take that science and and do it in a way that is positive and empowering for women. Um, so I wanted. I worked with our dietitian, and she's very strong on the no calorie counting, as all dietitians are. And um, I obviously just wanted to provide good food and just delicious and tasty meals and we kind of wanted to put the two together and we decided like there's just there can't be calorie counting in this like I don't believe it and I don't do it myself so I don't want to go and put it onto someone else when I know you know my previous clients and the girls in the community they all struggle with um you know that diet culture mindset so we put it in we developed you know I think we've got eight or nine guides that people can fall into when it comes into their deficits and all that kind of stuff we've done so much work behind the scenes that probably people don't even think about or know about we just wanted to take it out so that people could you know enjoy their journey while still reaching their goals because obviously there is a science behind you do need to eat less but you know not having to focus on a number just to focus on a feeling. So I think we've done well. (laughs) Mm, I think so too. And I think it's one of the first tailored modern online programs that I've seen that doesn't ask women to count Mm. calories. So I know that, yeah, that obviously plays into their mindset a lot, but why do you think the calorie counting does affect women so much? And in terms of your personal journey, I know that you've just had and like continue to have your own journey. How has it affected you? Well, I think that like, you know, Calorie counting, I, I'm going to say, like, say it now, it has a place. Like, you know, it's, it's good for an educational purpose. You do need to know what's in your food, and I do understand that for sure. Um, but I see so many, women, so many women and people, not even just women, anyone and everyone who does calorie counting, they start to focus on a number instead of focusing on what is important, you know, like the nutrients and the compositions of your meal. And are you getting enough food in your day? Are you getting enough variety? Are you happy with your meal? Are you, you know, you, a lot of people don't put mindset and weight loss or mindset and getting leaner together because, but it is so important because if you can't do it for 12 weeks, you know, longer, if you can't do it for a long amount of time, it's just, it's just not worth it for you. So for me, I notice that calorie counting starts to get people to obsess over a number um, and I wanted to take that away straight away. And for me, it does the exact same thing. I start to look at a number and like not think about actually what's in my meals. I just look at the number and I think, oh, yeah, that's great. But am I feeling good about it? Probably not. So, 
yeah, definitely wouldn't want to encourage that. Yeah, I think so as well. I think personally, from my experience, when I was counting calories quite strictly, it made me want to eat more processed foods because it was easier to track. Because I think it's so hard to track when you're making a big meal. It takes so long. Mm. You were correct. You can just, you know, you can um, barcode a label uh, or scan a label and then that's you're, you're done. You can have as many biscuits as you like or whatever it is, but that doesn't actually make you feel good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I just, it's not something that I do. I think it's something that for me, I understand people that do it. I completely understand it, but it's just not something that I do. So I don't want to then go and give it to people not knowing, not understanding, you know, what they need it for or whatever. I just, I just don't think it's necessary, especially I can't see myself at 75 years old counting calories in my fitness power. So I'm not going to do it now. I don't want to do it now. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So BEAR stands for balanced and realistic eating. And as a nutritionist, I absolutely love this. It stands out in the industry because balanced and realistic eating isn't really sexy. I feel like when you look at it, you know, it's not the magic pill. It's not a fad diet. You're not going to, you know, it's not a six week lose blah, blah, blah. So why did you choose, even even though that's not, I guess, probably what some women are after, why did you choose to put such an emphasis on your programs being balanced and realistic? Well, I just, it's honestly, my, my partner and I came up with Bear in like the middle of a, a uni library. We just put it on the border. We wrote all these words down that I wanted to, um, for like our programs to relate to. So I wrote the word balanced. I wrote the word realistic. I wrote the word, you know, delicious or whatever. And then we found like Bear actually obviously stands as an acronym, obviously, but um, we put all those words together and that's exactly what I wanted it to reflect because that's what I, that's how I eat. And I don't want to just, you know, tell people I do something when I don't. Like I eat so balanced. I come from a huge Greek family. We're so realistic with our, or probably over our portions, but we're very realistic when it comes to eating. And I just wanted to make sure that that stayed true the whole way. And it is not sexy. It's so much harder to um, get through to people. It's really hard to educate because, you know, on one hand, I'm here saying like, you know, you can eat what you like. You can eat these delicious meals and blah, blah, blah carbs included, fats included, blah, blah, blah. And then you, on the other hand, you hear someone go, oh, don't worry, I can give you 10 kilos in 10 days. So, you know, for someone who's vulnerable and someone who wants to lose weight and they want to lose weight fast, of course they're going to go to that other person. So it's a lot harder in the industry um, when you are, I guess, evidence-based or when you are, you know, promoting a balanced and realistic life because some, you know, it's just not sexy and it's really, really hard. But I'd rather put an emphasis on that than an emphasis on something that is going to give people short-term results. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the content that you produce because your cooking and baking content is amazing and I absolutely, I'm obsessed with watching it, especially when we're in lockdown and all the, your lives and stuff, I was obsessed. And I think yeah. that what it does is it highlights that food can be delicious and nutritious but at the same time simple because you don't you don't incorporate all these crazy yeah. like powders and superfoods and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it seems really real. So mm-hmm. why do you think that we tend as a society to put, such a complication around food and nutrition. I just think now there's more access to more information and there's a lot of people out there, um, I guess, promoting things that are opinion-based rather than evidence-based, which is fine, but you just have to filter through the information and, and it becomes more like more and more hard every day because there's more and more outlets that you can read from. So I guess you need to take everything with a pinch of salt and just, again, think about like your body and what you're doing and how you feel on that. So yeah, it, it's it's really hard. <laughs> 
So I want to draw on an Instagram post that you made last month, which I loved. And you said, I chose healthy change. I chose to make a difference in my day-to-day when I was unhappy. I wanted to seek change in certain areas of my life, not because I hated myself, but because I love and wanted better for myself. I love that so, so much because I'm all for body positivity, but I do think that sometimes that perpetuates the narrative that if you're trying to lose weight or trying to become healthier, you automatically hate yourself. So I would love to know what you would say to women who want to make a change to better their health and happiness and confidence, but feel a bit overwhelmed and apprehensive about the process because they think that it goes against that body positivity and self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I, um, obviously I'm very open on Instagram and I tell everyone everything. So when I came to onto Instagram on stories, I was literally shaking. My voice was shaking. And I said to everyone, and I said like, I don't even know if you remember these stories, but I, I said, like, I really am not comfortable with how I'm feeling right now. I really do want to lose like a little bit of weight. And it's not about weight number. I just want to feel better in my clothes and my voice. Like I, I could hear myself like stressing. And then as soon as I got off and I like posted the stories, my heart like sank. because I was so nervous, but the amount of people that were like, yes, I'm in the same boat. I feel the exactly the same way. Like, I don't feel comfortable in my body, but I now I feel embarrassed because people say I should love myself. And I was like, I love everything about me. I don't, I have nothing that I don't love, but that doesn't mean I want to, I don't want to progress or change or, or, you know, grow. I just think that it's such a, it's such a personal thing. And I think for anyone who's out there wanting to change their lives, do it for you and not for anybody else. And you will 100% get those people that are like, no, you don't need to do it. But if you feel like you want to in your own body, it's your choice. So do it and do it well and, you know, give it your all because it's you, it's for you, not for anybody else. Exactly. And I think that what it does, it takes it self-love that step further because I think it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself if you want to change, even if it is appearance-based. I think it's just that that's not your focus. Like you're not focusing purely on your self-love on your appearance. You know, they can they can be two separate things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but and no one says. I, I always think that no one says anything when you go to the hairdresser and you change your hair color or you change, you buy new makeup or you do something different. Like no one says anything like when you when you do something small like that. But when you decide like you know I actually want to fit better in my clothes. Apparently it's some huge like you know terrible thing that you're doing to yourself. Like no, I just want to feel better. Like I go to the hairdresser because I want to feel better. I want to feel like my I've got my life together. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's it's just a it's a it's a weird situation we're in right now. And I definitely I support body positivity one thousand percent. If you're happy, you're happy. If you're not, don't feel ashamed to want to be able to seek healthy change. Mm, exactly, and I think that that's the key because what you're doing for your body is so great. You're flooding it with nutrients. You're moving your body, and that's what our bodies were meant mm. to do. So I definitely think that in terms of body t- body positivity, that this is really positive for the body. Mm, for sure. Me too. Okay, so the way that you've helped so many women feel good in and about their bodies is so inspiring to me, but also I know so many other girls in the industry as well. So I'd love to know in terms of business, what is the best piece of advice you have for someone just starting out? Oh, God, I'm not. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I do everything for others. Like I do as much as I can for other people. I always say to like Mitch and everyone in the office, I always say like these people who are asking questions, they are the people that we need to we need to get to, we need to help because, you know, the more we do for them, the more that they will support us. It's just about work. Like I always say, like, I don't work for myself. I work for my community. Like I do anything that they ask. I try as my best to work for them. So like you're working for your consumer. So 
do as much as you can, as much content as you can do, like, you know, be as helpful as possible. And something that certainly you might not think is helpful, someone else will grab it. And then that'll, you know, that might be a habit that or healthy habit that they take into their lives for the rest of their life. And you started that. So I think just do as much as you can, know who you're trying to talk to, know who you're trying to target, and then just go for it. That's such good advice. I think that sometimes looking at where you are now and even just your amazing like studio kitchen and all that sort of stuff it can kind of seem that like you've always had it like perfect so I guess what would is there anything well two questions is there anything that you would change and if you could go back to the start when you started this journey what would you tell yourself do you know what I think everything that and this is like such a typical answer but everything that we've done we've done learned from and then moved forward so like we have never had it perfect I I wish I wish but um we've done so many things that have completely failed or we've lost a lot of money on or um that just didn't hit the mark that we thought it would and we've learned from those mistakes and then we've moved forward so I would never I wouldn't go back and tell myself anything I would literally go back and be like do exactly what you're doing because you will 100% fail and you will learn so like now, you know, when we, like you, for example, we did um our we did products, we did our cook, cooking products, um, and they were great, but you know, we were young and didn't read contracts correctly, and we didn't have enough money to take you know legal action against these people that completely like you know not stole from us, but I guess a lot we lost a lot of money working with them, and we learnt the next time contracts need to be read properly. We need to make sure that we're in a position where we can um you know, have a little bit of legal advice and all that kind of stuff. So it just gets, you You just learn from every single situation that you're in. And then the next time you do it, you're even better. So I wouldn't do most, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So we have one last segment, which is quick cue. So I have three questions and I feel like the last two are going to be really hard for you, um, but <laughs> they're just rapid fire. So first one is right. sweet or savory? Savory, 100%. I hate sweet. <laughs> Okay, that was the easy one for you. Yeah, number two. If you could only keep your blender or your air fryer, which would you choose? Air fryer for sure. That's not hard at all. Stuff the blender. I thought that would be hard. You do use your blender, even for like savory. Okay, I do, I do, I do. But the air fryer is just my like my boyfriend, my second boyfriend. I know. I love it. My microwave broke, and I haven't even realized because I just air fry everything. Absolutely, it's the best. <laughs> Okay, I'm so excited for this one. If you could pick one hero ingredient that had to be the hero ingredient at every dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Garlic. <laughs> Garlic <laughs> or chilli. Oh, God, I don't know. Curry powder. I don't know. Every All of them. I can't live without. Well, I can't live without garlic. Every single recipe I develop, I'm like, Leah, stop it. Like, you, garlic does not belong in there. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> so I'm thinking 100% I'll go with garlic. <laughs> So good. Leah, that wraps up the interview. Thank you so, so much. As I said, I've wanted to interview you for so long. Oh, thank you so much. That was so great. I'm so happy we finally got the chance to talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to this interview with Leah. If you'd like to see or hear more from me, then follow the Instagram for the podcast, which is at Real Health Podcast, or follow me at Emily May Health. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, that means the world. If you guys take a screenshot and share if you enjoyed the episode. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.